one to Real Life, Real Equity with your host Justin and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hey and welcome everybody. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at realequityclub.com equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. Today we have as a guest a phenomenal entrepreneur, real estate investor. He owns over 100 rental units. He runs a successful software consulting business and provides wealth building services through his business, Wealth Matters. He also runs a local investment meetup and recently started Wealth Matters podcast. Apesh believes wealth, fitness, and mental health are the keys to living a successful, stress-free life. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to you today, our guest, good friend, Alpesh Parmar. Welcome to the show, Alpesh. Thank you for having me, Justin and Keisha. You know, we're really excited today to talk to you because you're really big on three things, right? Yes. So you're really big on wealth, fitness, and mental health. Yeah. So wealth is, of course, uh, the most important thing as we see. But of course, you know, to bring wealth in your life, you got to be healthy, right? Physically as well as mentally. I see those three things as the triangle in our lives, right? You got to have strong or good mental health, uh, physical health. And those two, if you are really strong in those two regards, then you'll be able to bring wealth in your life as well, right? So I wasn't obese, but I was not active. I was always an average you know, person. I never enjoyed working out. Um, but when my first one was born, I realized that I want to be play with her forever, right? Pretty much mm-hmm. I want to be active. And I was like, I, I kept feeling I don't have time. And I realized that I have to make time to start working out. Then, And as soon as I started working out, I started enjoying uh, gym as well as my mental health started improving more from, you know, I, I was able to see it clear. And I realized that, okay, I'm building wealth. I mean, so not building wealth, but I was generating good income, but I wasn't using that income or leveraging that to build generational wealth, right? Mm. So, so that's how it all started where, and now, you know, I have been running Spartan, Tough Mudders, a lot of mud runs. I did a half marathon, my first half marathon last year. Wow. So I, every year I pick up something which I think is not possible for me. Right. And I'll try to achieve that. Right, be it on the wealth building side or on you know physical health side. This is the first time. Even this year, I started doing meditation, which I never thought I could do because I'm my mind is always active. 
uh, it's it's always working. Even when I'm sleeping, I feel like I'm thinking about what I'm gonna do next day. Uh, you know, uh, there is another deal on a real estate property I'm thinking about, or I'm thinking about another client, etc. Right. So I decided I wanna do start doing meditation this year, and I have been able to almost do it every day or every other day. All right. So pick a thing every year. Uh, challenge yourself, which you think is impossible and make it possible, right? I am possible. Wow, that's really good. So tell us more about your background. You know, where are you from? You know, how you got to where you are currently today? You obviously have an accent, so we're not going to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, because it's, it's interesting. I love to hear the story. So tell us a little bit more about that story so that maybe it can help inspire our audience to higher levels of achievement. Sure, Justin. You know, you and I are co-authors in the book, uh, Resilience, right? The book has some of my story, but just to cut it short, I'm from India, um, software engineer by trade, uh, did my engineering in India, moved here, did my master's in computer science, right? So, of course, I have that Asian accent, um, <laughs> uh, which I don't want to give up either. <laughs> you know, we don't want you to give it up. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I moved here as a non-immigrant. I'm pretty sure a lot of people now hear more about it since our president has been talking about illegal immigrants, non-immigrants, etc. Right. So I was on a visa where I could only work for certain employers. I wasn't allowed to work, you know, or start a business till I become a permanent resident or and or U.S. citizen. Uh, by the way, I'm U.S. citizen right now, and I consider this country as my own country. This country has given me everything in my life. Wow. After I moved here, I learned a lot, met a lot of like-minded people. And, you know, I think I built a good, nice uh, income stream for me, as well as uh, I'm trying to build generational wealth for my family. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's big. Thank you um, for explaining that. But you hit on a little bit on your story of how you got to be in business briefly Tell me a little bit more about your family, because you said one of your primary motivations, one of your primary whys is being able to play with your little one. Tell us about that. Sure. Yeah, so um, I, I would go back a little bit. Uh, in 2009, I was still working a full-time you know, job uh, with a big four accounting firm, uh, and I was hit by a bus, literally, because they let me go in 2009 when we were expecting our first child. Wow. Mm. So it, it was pretty hard. Our mark, you know, real estate market was going down. Uh, my wife uh, wasn't working because she decided that our first child was more important uh, right. than, than any other job. So we didn't, I didn't have any more job. We had a mortgage to pay and we were expecting our first kid. That's when I realized that hiring and fighting is part of the life when you are a W2 employee. And I decided I'm not going to be a W2 employee again and started doing freelancing. Uh, I did that for a couple of years and ended up starting my own software consulting firm in 2011. So literally I got out of all the W2 uh, stuff uh, since 2011. And that's how I got my entrepreneurial mindset that, okay, I'm building this business, even if it's a software business, it's a small business, but it's, it's giving me good income. So that, you know, I had a light, light bulb moment that I, I would never want to do, go back to the W2 job. Wow. And, and about my little ones. And then I, we had our second one in 2012. And I decided that even in my full-time consulting job, I was traveling a lot or, or my full-time consulting uh, business. I decided that I want to spend my precious time with my family, especially in 2016 and 17. 
I started working from home mostly. And one day my younger one told me that she's really happy when I'm around all the time to play oh, with her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I, re- I realized this is it. You know, I don't want to travel. I want to continue. Or I don't even want to commute anymore. In, I live in San Francisco area. You know, from where I live to Silicon Valley, people commute every day, three to four hours in car. Oh, wow. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that again either because uh, I'll be stressed out. Once I get home, I don't want to do anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of the whole being mentally fit, you know, actually being physically fit. It's a whole package that's involved with creating the wealth mentality, if you would. Right. Um, before we get go on, what do you have, girl or boy? Both girls, two daughters. Two daughters, so I'm right there with you on that boat. <laughs> so I understand. Uh, my oldest is uh, going to be ten this year, yes. and uh, that was one of my primary motivations for getting into shape. I want to make sure that I can always run around with her and chase exactly. her. Exactly. She gets older, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I started rock climbing this year with them. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, I'm, I'm like as I said every year I try to do something different. So this year I told them let's all three of us learn rock climbing and so we go every week and it's a lot of fun wow wow. that's amazing you know in our podcast real life real equity we're all about the real so give us some real life about you know some of the highs yes but give us some of the lows give us some of the things that it took you to persist through uh, without giving away your full story sure so uh, as i said after i became small business owner we were doing really good and in uh, 2015 as most of us do, I ended up reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, wow. Right? So that changed my mindset and I should say my life as well uh, because I realized I'm making a good amount of money, but I'm not doing anything with the money. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So either we end up spending or they're sitting in the bank and or I was investing a lot in heavily in Wall Street, right? Doing futures, derivatives, uh, stock options, etc. But that was taking a lot of emotional toll on me, right? Because it's pretty yeah. emotional every day and every hour you are checking on your phone, on your computer, you know, what your uh, <laughs> investments are doing. Yeah, right. the volatility factor. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, would, that would, you know, take an emotional toll on you, right? Because when you are talking to your family or playing with, you know, your kids, you're like, oh, let me check this. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. always constantly trying to figure out what you should be doing, right? Uh, so in 2015, I realized that I should be investing my money in alternative assets and what could, then, what could be a better alternative asset than real estate, right? right. So, right. Um, so talk about my first or the lowest point is my first real estate, real estate investment, which was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, so we, we love to hear about like bad real estate stories because uh, right. we have plenty ourselves. So yeah, go for it. So uh, my first one, someone connected me with a turnkey provider and I didn't know anything about bigger pockets or, you know, reaching out to people like you uh, and discuss about it. I said, oh, this sounds like a good deal. $35,000 single family house in Cleveland, Ohio. And if the, the rent would be 700 bucks, that's crazy. 20, 25% return. Right. Um, I ended up acquiring the property, realized that it was a ghetto. You needed a gun to get in there. Wow. Uh, to roam in the neighborhood, right? Um, wow. And they, they stopped paying uh, rent. We had to evict them. By the time the eviction was done, almost a year later, the property was uh, fully trashed. 
I would have had to spend another 30, 40 grand. Value of the property would still not, would not buzz from 35, 40 grand. So I ended up just giving it away. Wow. And, and that, was, that was the worst. And that year, I, I, because I had made good money, I kept wow. thinking I wasn't doing any due diligence or research. Uh, usually I'm one of the, you know, being an engineer, I'm supposed to do the research. I always run the numbers and everything. But that year, because I was so busy, I just kept investing. Even I invested in two to three startups and yeah. they were disaster too. So yeah. that, that was like 2015 was a low point. I kept thinking, you know, I, I have to just stop and go back to putting money in 401k and IRA and do some of the stock investments as well. Uh, but somehow um, I wasn't ready to give up. It's not my um, mentality where I just give up. I was like, something's wrong because I wasn't doing the due diligence right. the right way. So I found, I did some more due diligence, found another turnkey provider and kept investing. Nice. End of 2015 and 2016. Wow. So I think us as real estate investors, business owners, entrepreneurs understand what it means to think you're going to get into something only to experience the reality that not everybody is like you. Not everybody has the same morals. Not everybody has the same integrity level. Not everybody holds their business to the same standard as you. Right. So exactly. That was, that's a very enlightening low, if you would, because you know everybody's going to have to go through it at some point. It's better to hear it from someone else to know that it's going to be okay in the end. Yeah. And so you really sound like you are truly grounded in what you are doing if you could just give us some key tips that you currently use in your business that will inspire other business owners out there on what it is that they need to do just to keep their feet running. Cause sometimes you get settled, you kind of get cold feet when you're going through the business. What are those key tips that you can provide our audience? The key tips I could think of is, is that find something you're passionate about, right? So a lot of time, everyone wants to invest in real estate, right? Everyone wants to do what uh, someone else is doing. I I'm like that. I go after every shiny object as well. But then in my case, or in someone else's case, they would have enough time to go after that shiny object. Sometimes or the W2 employees and some of the entrepreneurs, they are so busy with their active business that they may not have enough time to go after something else. Right. They, yeah, they should attend conferences, they should hire a mentor, or they should just invest passively in syndications like I do as well. I invest in syndications as well as I syndicate myself. Right. right. So, so do something which you are passionate about. And if you are not, but if you still want to generate income or, or build wealth, go with someone who is, who has done it or who is doing it. Right. Cause I think, you know, this is a disease that every entrepreneur runs into and it says shiny penny syndrome. Yes. Yes. Um, exactly. You know, Matt, so, you know, one of the, the things that you kind of alluded to, but you didn't say specifically was finding focus. Would you agree? Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, kind of keeping that shiny penny syndrome in front of mind, as an entrepreneur, it's normal mm -hmm. to yes. run into, yep. uh, you know, that shiny penny syndrome where the next greatest thing is the thing that you need in order for you to really get there in your business. But, you know, our mentors, the people that we follow, the, the tribe we're involved in, Alpesh, we get some of the most basic, simple guidance it's real simple you know basically they tell us you know and whenever you see a shiny penny 
when we say shiny penny syndrome, we're saying we're trying to chase the latest and greatest thing. Right. Yep. Take it into account what it is you're doing in your business right now. And is it going to add long-term benefit to the business you're in right now? A lot of times the stuff we're doing right now is the only thing that we need to focus on. Right. Exactly. And, and a lot of times the shiny penny, the shiny penny is not as shiny as you think. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's one of those scenarios. There's very few things that you really need to change in your business. In many cases, you know, reading a book or studying your field a little bit more. Right. And, you know, Ken McElroy says that sales solves all problems. So, you know, sales is also the number two thing, if you would. If it's not education, then it's sales. Yes. So give us some action items that we could use to improve our situation as entrepreneurs, investors, people trying to do better. Give us some tips and some tricks. And uh, you gave us, you know, the shiny penny syndrome, uh, not chasing the shiny object. You talked about uh, finding something you're passionate about. You talked about finding a mentor and syndicating. But give us something uh, that we can do right now in action that we can do right now to improve our situation. So the first thing I would do is meet and hang out with like-minded people, be it through meetups, be it through conferences, in whichever way, to expand your network as well as expand your uh, knowledge. Right. And don't stop uh, your education. Always ready to learn and read, right? So I try to read tons of books, be it on my Kindle, I try to buy some hard copies, but the idea is, and as of now, I have over 60 books to read, which I have bought. And the third thing I could say is always, you know, if you are thinking about building wealth, if you are thinking about building business, always think about cash flow generating asset. It could be real estate or oil and gas or even a particular business which is already running and you could take over. Right. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I have a product where I look at the investments for the investor, right? And what kind of investments and overall, and I suggest what they should be doing. Again, I'm not a financial advisor, but my my thinking comes from my experience, right? So the way I have built my business and the way I've been investing, uh, just to um, address that as well, that I have invested in, of course, single families, multifamilies. I have invested in syndications. I own a coffee farm in Panama, as well as I have invested in Mahagani Bay Village Resort in Belize. So, uh, and, and in some self-storage as well as mobile home parks. So this is to diversify and also hedge against inflation. So for our audience, uh, Apesh is going to give away a 30 to 60 minute free consultation He is not a financial advisor, but from a guy who's a practitioner, a practitioner, you will find that a lot of financial advisors don't eat their own cooking. They don't even practice what they preach to you. Yeah. So he's a practitioner of what he talks about. He's invested in hundreds of units in real estate. He's invested in startups. He's lost money. Uh, He's made money and he's an active entrepreneur. So He wants to take 30 to 60 minutes, sit down with whoever would want to sit down with him and discuss what they need to do to better not only their portfolio, but their business as entrepreneurs, give them some tips and some tools, some strategies that would help them be better in business. So how can they get a hold of you, uh, Alpesh, to take advantage of this free offer? Sure. Uh, They can reach out to me at alpesh at wealthmatters.com. Let me spell it out. A L P-E-S-H at W-E-A-L-P-H-M-A-T-R-S dot com. 
All right. All right. So Alpesh at wealthmatters.com. We're going to say that one more time. Alpesh, A-L-P-E-S-H at wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H matters, M-A-T-R-S.com. Uh, check him out. He will be more than happy to schedule a free 30 to 60 minute call. That's a huge value. Uh, we just want to say thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to interview you to learn more about your story. Yes. Um, if you have not gotten the book, Resilience Turning Your Set Back Into a Comeback, email Alpesh. He'll be more than happy to sign a copy of the book for you. I'd be more than happy to, you know, send you a copy of the free ebook. You know, take advantage. There's only so many things in life that are free, and this is one of them. Yes. Thank you so much, Justin and Kisha. Before we finish, I have one last thing to say. Absolutely. Yes. To, to every investors, don't get into analysis paralysis mode. Mm -hmm. Either, wow. either pull, pull the trigger or reach out to someone who has done the same. Remember, alone you can go faster, but together you can go farther. Oh, wow, that's, that's really good. good. So don't get into an analysis paralysis mode. Alone, you can go faster. Together, you can go farther. Man, I can't sum up the podcast any better way. They gave me chills. So I appreciate your time, Alpesh. Thanks again. Talk to, Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.